Welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. No, no, no commercials in the spotlight, the spotlight. We get personal in the spotlight, the spotlight. Hey, welcome to the spotlight series. My name Nutty, yeah, he take it serious. We wanna know about your life and where you came from. What's your story? Tell us where you got your name from. Where you started, when you gon' finish, when the game done. A lot of characters in this movie, you the main one. Hey, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. Hey, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. This the spotlight series. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. No commercials in the spotlight, the spotlight. We get personal in the spotlight, the spotlight. This the spotlight series. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the South Harmon Spotlight, episode ten. And uh, my apologies ahead of time. My voice is a little bit gone, but your boy was out there getting sunburned all day, cheering for my Iowa Hawkeyes and. Unfortunately, uh, the refs had other plans of making my uh, my Saturday, my birthday, my birthday present watching Iowa a good one. But never fear, I'm going to have a great nightcap because it's episode 10. You just heard that dope-ass intro to lead you in here. And the man, the myth, the legend, he ain't no myth. He's live, he's in person. Fizzle Dollars is here. Episode 10, South Harmon Spotlight, while we unveil... The dope ass intro that Fizzle made, but Fizz, what's good, man? We got the Florida State game on. I'm I'm yes, exhausted, sir. but you know, just seeing you in here and getting to interview you for the South Harbor Spotlight just upped the energy level by by ten thousand. Yeah, hey, that's it. That's it, man. I was I was uh glad to come. You know what I'm saying? Episode ten. I've been waiting um for my invite. It came in the middle of an AMA, but it happened. Perfect time. It couldn't have been couldn't have been better. And sometimes things just come together at the, the exact right moment, don't they? That's it. That's uh, it. That's kind of how I felt when uh, Cooper DeGene took that punt back to the house, you know, to, <laughs> to win the game. But uh, unlike unlike that one, there ain't no refs on this one. There ain't no nah. zebras here to, to go under the hood. Review. No flag. No <laughs> yeah, penalty. We good. We good. We good. We good. Fizz, first off, let me, let me ask you. I mean, because this is, this is about fantasy football. We're definitely going to get into that, too. But... For a lot of people who don't know you, right? Like, don't mm. know anything about you other than you make some dope-ass music mm. and you're in the fantasy space. Yep. How did this all come about, too, where you started actually writing music? Like, when did music become your passion? Like, has this been a lifelong thing where you've always wanted to create something? Like, you've had this passion to, to make your own stuff? Or is this relatively recent? Uh, you know what's so funny, man? I get this question all the time. But the... The best part about it is because, um, you know, a lot of people now, you can literally make a song and you blow up and become a millionaire in five minutes. Like, you don't even need a right. resume. You don't need, you know, really even know what you're talking about. You could just hop out, get a camera, and then you on a chart. So I've probably been writing my music and rapping. I, I had to have been in elementary school. So this is like six, seven, eight. And I still remember to this day, I wrote at my grandmother's retirement. She retired from the, I want to say the Air Force. I could, I want to say the Air Force. I'm not, I don't think I'm wrong. But she, she, uh, you know, left the Air Force and I wrote her like a poem slash rap. And it was, you know, like this has always been in me. That's my, that's like my gift. Some people, you know what I'm saying? When they, when they come to your events, they might give you something. I might come with a gift too, but 
me writing you a song or something personal was like my gift to that's how I do my thing. You know what I'm saying? So I've been doing that since a kid. Um, I think I made my first mixtape when I was like 15 and it was on a karaoke machine. Man. It was horrible, man. I, I still have it to this day. And uh, one of my best friends tell me every time when I blow up, he going to use it to blackmail me if I ever, <laughs> if I ever act different. <laughs> man, the audio was terrible. I don't even know how people even bought that garbage from me, but I, I made it. And uh, yeah, man, it's, just, it's something I always wanted to do. But, um, you know, the resources that we have now weren't the same back then. So, like, like I said, you can come and make a song right now and it'll sound A1 professional. But back then you had to really come up with something. Like I said, a karaoke machine, banging on tables at lunchroom. Like it was just, yeah. it was different. You know what I'm saying? So to see where we are now from there, that's why I'm, I've been really uh probably pushing it harder now because I actually have the resources that I didn't have. 20 years ago when I really was trying to do it. So, you know. it's, it's just like content creation, at least on my side of it. Right. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you were to think 20 years ago, how the hell am I ever going to do it? You know, podcasting wasn't even a thing 20 years ago. Right. Exactly. exactly. Well, nobody knew shit about podcasting. Right? Exactly. Like, yep. wouldn't, you know, it seemed like everybody, like if you go over to somebody's house, don't they got like some recording equipment, you know, yep. like, yep. like a yep. mic, you know, uh, and got everybody got lights. that. Right. Everybody got this, uh, what's that, like that little circle LED oh, light? yeah, the ring light, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, For your everybody. Phone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, game changing. You see people out there in the street just walk around with, like, a boom mic on their phone, like an oh, attachment. That's, <laughs> you know, that's it. That's, that's crazy. It. I mean, it, we got followers now, so, you know, you get somebody from, from France and Japan to follow you, you know, that used to try to get your neighborhood to follow you and listen right. to you now. You got the whole world listening, so. I'm I'm with you on the early work too, man. If uh, for any of the patrons out there, you want to go back and dig up like podcast number one on the South Harbor Network, uh, the patrons. I'm, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to do that, man. I never did that. Oh, I usually junk. I usually do that though. I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I'm glad you reminded. It's junk, but the only I mean I had a good take. The good take was that Trey Sermon was garbage, and you guys should all avoid him and not draft him at the end of your <laughs> rookie drafts. You know. Like, <laughs> Well, you worked out. That worked out. <laughs> that one worked out, but the the quality's garbage. You know, you just mm-hmm. yeah, you talk it into oblivion. <laughs> Don't even know That's what it. you're doing. <laughs> so, uh, think about that uh, when you first made it. When you first made it, way back when, like, what gave you the courage, right? Because you gotta, you kind of gotta talk to yourself a little bit to like jump into something like that. You know, to even put yourself out there where uh, where people can critique you, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> make fun of you, mm-hmm. poke shit at you, but mm-hmm. like. What did you say to yourself, or like, if you can think back that far, like, what what put you in that mode where you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going, I'm doing it, I'm I'm not gonna say no to myself. Man, you know what's so crazy? I, I mean, some people call it cockiness or arrogance, but I feel like in life you gotta have that. So yeah, in high in high school, I promise you, I was the shyest person you ever meet. I, I ain't gonna say high school, maybe a little bit before, but um, especially when it came to girls, man, I just didn't know. Like, I was the fat, cool kid that just was, like, best friends with him, but I couldn't get him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so it was like, damn, how do I get over that hump? So it's like, as soon as I, I don't know, man, I just had something in me that I just believe in me. Like, I always believe in me at all times. So once I probably got 15, 16, 17, I just kind of grew into a, like, all you got to do is open your mouth. Like, even I say it in some songs, if you listen, I can't remember my line, but. Um, you know, just realizing that nobody going to notice you until you say something like you can just be in a room and go unnoticed and nothing wrong with that. If that's your thing, 
but that's not my thing. And I always knew it wasn't my thing. I just never knew how to approach like saying stuff in a room. So now with the person I am now, man, I can, I feel like I can go anywhere and you're going to remember me. You might not know who I was or remember my name, but you, you just going to know like, dang, that dude right there ain't the same as everybody else in here. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not what I tried to do. It just, it's just something that's in me now that I don't know. I mean, confidence or whatever. I don't know. It just like clicked with me. Like, man, if this is what you want to do, you got to make sure people remember you. Because like I said, people can pop up with a camera nowadays and blow up. But it's like in two weeks, do we even remember who this was? You know what I'm saying? So my goal always been like legacy. Like I want you to know and listen to my music in 50 years. I wanted to age well. I don't want it to be like, oh, that John was cool. But man, I don't want to hear that garbage no more. That was, you know, that was two weeks ago. I want to hear something new. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just I just always wanted to live forever, if that makes sense. I get you. I get you. I think uh, it was probably a month, maybe two months ago. I mean, uh, Coach Prime probably said it best, and it's something that I've always thought about for the longest time, like why people ask me why shit don't really bother me too much. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I think he said to the – I'm paraphrasing him, but he said to the effect, like, what about me <laughs> makes you think that I give a shit about your exactly. opinion, right? Hey. <laughs> like, Hey, listen, that's the one thing I will say. I always tell people about you and Adam. I'd be like, man, Adam kind of chill. You know, he kind of go with the flow. I mm-hmm. say, man, Mike don't give a fuck, man. He just be like, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with the shits, man. Like, sometimes, you know, it could be a little, like, I guess some people might look at you like, man, he a little aggressive. Because I feel mm-hmm. like you are aggressive, but it's like a cool aggressive. It ain't like, man, who is this dude? Get him out of here aggressive. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, um. I don't know. Is this something that people people should learn more or take more chances into being that? Because I feel like a lot of people want to be who they are. They just scared to do it. I think it's probably a good advice for just about anybody where like people's opinions of you don't really matter, man. That, like, the opinions that matter to me are, you know, my wife, you know, my, yep. my real close family and my real close friends and everybody else. What you think about me? Don't matter, man. <laughs> like, I'll take constructive criticism. You know, I'll take feedback, sure. and I might take For some sure. stuff here or there. But at the core of it, like, I'm not changing me or who I am based on sure. somebody that I just met's like opinion of me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't but, bother me at all. But a lot of times, when they have a bad opinion about you, it's not that um, that opinion holds weight. It's more so right. they just don't understand you. Because yeah. I've had people that might have thought a certain way about me, but then when they actually, it's just like, like uh, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but when we went to the school down at the at Canton, I'm sure 100% of people, I'm not saying nobody probably didn't look at me like, oh man, he here, like, but I'm saying when I went there, I'm sure nobody knew me until they met me. And then now cool. that I'm here, it's like, oh damn, maybe I had a certain opinion about him before he got here. I didn't know how it was going to work out. But now that's my man. He, we cool. You know what I'm saying? I got his number. We could text, we could talk. So a lot of times people judge you, but they don't, then when they get around you or conversate with you, it's like, damn, I, I would have never known that this was them. I was tripping. That, that experience at the expo for all of us was just so enlightening to me. And it actually gives you a little, it gave you hope for humanity. Don't it? Like we get so much negative so much negative in this world and you know the news constantly hits you with the shit and social media but you go there and 
I mean, you want to talk about people from all different walks of life at that shit school, like patrons. We we knew each other from the Discord. We conversate. Mm-hmm. We have some voice chats, but we didn't actually know what these people people were like. You didn't know, yeah. you didn't know what their personality actually was like in person yeah. because people be so different behind a screen, you know, texting whatever you want to do versus in person and. We got people from all walks of life. Like, you got those people, you know, if we were back in high school, you'd be like, those are the nerds, right? Those are the data guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, are the, yep. those are the guys wearing glasses. Then you got exactly. The, you got the fat kids, you know, like, oh, look at that fat, funny guy, right? He just makes mm-hmm. me laugh. And then you had the athletics or, like, the jocks, and it's, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. After, like, two matter. minutes of awkwardness, it was like, oh, it was all family. love. Yeah. <laughs> this sure. is family. It's so crazy. So, I mean, it was funny. I wasn't even going to stay. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not a... I'm not gonna say I'm private, but I'm like a I like to do what I want to do. So I was right. like, man, I don't know who I'm being a school with a bunch of dudes I don't know. <laughs> bunch I don't, of yeah, like I don't know how this is gonna be, man. So once Adam was like, nah, bro, I'm telling you, man, to stay with us. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. It's cool. Ain't no big deal. Cause I told somebody before I left, cause I was gonna bring somebody with me, but right. I just needed him just to save some money on like the travel. I really he didn't really want to come. I really ain't want him to come, but um long story short i'm glad he didn't come because it all worked out but i definitely was like man you know when i get there if push come to shove i just be like look i just go down the street get a room or something you know what i'm saying but um as soon as i got there it was no second guessing it like i'm here the whole time it ain't i ain't going nowhere man i'm here to stay yeah our first interactions me just screaming your name like a little school girl (laughs) (laughs) i mean vodka may have been involved on my end too at that point for sure (laughs) it is what it is for sure so that's how you got into music so think back how'd you get into fantasy football like how did that become a thing like what was your first league or it doesn't even Um, have to be fantasy football a lot of people we have on here started with fantasy baseball and then worked mm -hmm. with football but what about you where'd you start Uh, we definitely with fantasy football, and I want to say it was you know regular home league. This is probably like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay. And uh, ESPN, which shout out to them if they want to sponsor South Harmon, but I'm <laughs> done with it. Done with their platform. The platform <laughs> trash. Yeah, 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 man. I'm, I'm good on them. But um, yeah, it was cool. We started off, you know, regular random league. wasn't private. Bunch of random people. And I want to say the next year after we talked, like, man, this 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 thing is cool, it's dope. So we finally found a full league of people, and uh, I kept that going until I got on the Yahoo, got on the Yahoo, and uh, that was cool. So one year, I want to say this is this might have been 2020 because I remember it was uh, CD Lamb and Jerry Judy in the rookie year. So okay, yeah. 20, 2020, I signed up for that app I showed you about the Dynasty Owners app, and um. I was like, dang, this is cool, man. Dynasty, like, I ain't never played this before. Like, it's different. But that league, it was like a salary cap, like a real, yeah, you know, money. You had to manage a team like a real team. And um, I randomly was like, man, you know what? I'm going to make my own Dynasty, too, so I could – I don't want to go through this process alone. Like, this this draft was so dope. I need some other people in it. So I made my own Dynasty. And mine was just terrible because I started it on Yahoo, so – it wasn't like sleepers, so you know what I'm saying. We on Yahoo. I'm keeping the books. I'm, I got everybody draft picks, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I made a Facebook private chat group, and like I kept it updated. That's why people they love playing my league because I, I mean, you know, as a commissioner, you as you know, yeah, that, that commissioner job is serious, man. So um, yeah, I, I got real heavy in the dynasty probably like 2020, but I kicked off with fantasy probably 20 
2009, something like that. So back in those first days, like what were some of your favorite picks or what are some of the uh the infamous picks? Like some of those real bad ones <laughs> well, where you're like, ooh, uh, Well, you know, guy, you know what's, you horrible. know what's so crazy? As you know me, I'm a Dez Bryant fan to the core, right? So Yeah. For me to for me to be playing all those years, I always had Dez Bryant. Every I wanna say from like twenty 2009 until he retired until he left me i had Dale on every team but i never reached for him he just failed on my team like i, I never went out of my way and said let me get days so i want to say every year for a long time when, when mike vick came back and played for the eagles man i swear i had romo and vick every year i don't care if it was like three years in a row however long vick was there <laughs> man i had them two every year drew Brees was my guy uh, of course, Dez Bryant. And one year, I had um, Megatron. The year he had 300 yards against Dallas. I had Megatron. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, what's my guy, man? He just recently passed away. The, the receiver that played for Tampa that went to the Chargers. Um, Tampa uh, to the Chargers. Well, no, no. He was with the Chargers that went to Tampa. He passed, maybe he passed away oh, in yeah, the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I can see his face. I can see his face. I, I got him right here. I can't remember. Who, I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. I can't remember his name. But rest in peace to him. But I had him, Megatron, dead. Like that. That team right there was so crazy to me. I just never forget that team. And um, yeah, man, I just had a lot of good moments. Vincent good Jackson. Vincent, Vincent Jackson. Jackson. Right, Vincent, Vincent Jackson. Jackson. Yep, Vincent Jackson, Megatron. I think that year was so crazy for me, man. I was. My receivers, and this was before PPR. We talking regular standard scoring. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's like I said, we we elevated so far in this game, man. It's crazy. Right. But one quarterback and you got four on your bench, like man, that stuff used to be crazy back in the day. But yeah, that's probably when I got kicked off with uh regular redraft was twenty, I mean two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and twenty twenty was my my first dynasty kickoff. Man, I think back to now that you brought up Vincent Jackson, right? Just uh the sheer size of that guy. <laughs> yeah, Come yeah. Guy he was, was he was massive. he was Keenan Allen before Keenan Allen. He just he wasn't a, a high volume guy, but um, he, he definitely field. for sure for sure. He was a, he was a tough guard. Man, I almost forgot too. He went to the Bucks there for a while too. Yep, yep, yeah. That was Chargers though. San Diego Superchargers. Yeah, <laughs> That's man. Chris Berman would say. Yeah, man. How about that? Like back in the day too, like watching that stuff. Did you used to watch the uh, the NFL primetime with uh, mm-hmm. with Chris Berman and uh, yeah. with Tom Jackson, the former yeah. was he was he linebacker with the Broncos? Uh, I, I want to say linebacker. Yeah, right. Just think about that too. Back in those, uh, do we want to call them the glory days? Because they used to have that segment called Jacked Up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and people get knocked out on the field, but they'd make uh, they make Jacked Up on primetime. Hey. And it's so crazy because I talk about this all the time, how, you know, back then ESPN was like the number one, like, if you didn't watch ESPN, you didn't really know nothing what was going right, on. Right. And it's like now, man, it's so many outlets and so many different new ways to uh, know the game that it's feel like ESPN to me is like listening to the radio when you're in the car. Like, I don't listen to the, the FM radio. I listen to a podcast or like a uh, album that I selected. Right. But I'm not just turning on the regular radio station and letting them select my music for me. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how ESPN has gotten to me. It's like a commercial to me. Like 
The only I'm, time, uh, the only time, re- I don't know if your car does it, but the only time like regular FM radio comes on is when my phone fails to Bluetooth with my, uh, yeah, with yeah, my so car when I get into yeah, it. Yeah. So then I know there's a problem. I'm like, what is this shit? And, and you <laughs> know what's so crazy? It's, it's so sad with me. I turn my radio down as soon as I get in the car, so I don't even hear it, man. I just, I don't want no parts of the regular FM radio. That's one of my songs end up on it. How I'm, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> then you like it. Then we like it. A hundred percent. We're going to ride radio every day after that. <laughs> So Dynasty, like where are you at right now? If you had to pick between doing Redrafter or uh, doing Dynasty, DFS, like w- what's your go-to? What would you be your favorite? If I told you you could only play one of these for the rest of your uh, rest of your existence, what are you going with? Oh, it's definitely Dynasty, man. Dynasty to me, it's it's like your baby. That's, your, that's you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's your yeah. creation. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I, I can equate that to music. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like me featuring on a song and then me making my own song. That's pretty much what Dynasty versus Redraft is to me. So if you say, hey, you know, Fizzle, come get on my song. All right. But if I make the song, make the beat and do all this myself, now it's different. So that's how Dynasty is to me versus Redraft. It's so my own thing. Let me ask you, were you a, were you a big Madden player back in the day too? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Now? I can't stand mad now, man. It's just <laughs> I get you. no problems it, there. It, it just feel like they're like a repeat every year, same yeah. thing. But I think I bought the one with Gronk on it in like 2017. I was like, man, and I think I did that because I was, I think it was the home. It was either Kobe year or I, no, I broke my pinkies, man. <laughs> I broke, broke my pinkies. pinkies. Yeah, man, it worked, man. I broke my damn pinkies, man. I broke both of them. <laughs> How do you break both pinkies? Man, listen, you want to know what's so funny? I ain't going to tell the world, but I'm a, I'll see you the video. I got the footage and everything, man. <laughs> oh, I got to see this. Man, I broke my damn pinkies, and I was so bored in the house. I bored mad, and I think I played it like two times, and I ain't never played it again, man, so. Man, that's got to be tough holding the controller, too, with two broke pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm, but I appreciated busting some ass with, with two broke pinkies. And I was like, yeah, I, I used to brag to people, like, you know you just lost to eight fingers, right? <laughs> like, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't, I ain't even got teeth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so when you're doing Madden, were you more like a head-to-head, like, uh, you know, one-on-one, you know, quick matchup kind of guy? Or were you a big uh, big franchise mode? Oh, no. Nah, see, that's how long ago I've been playing Madden. I used to just want to play with my brothers. I ain't even want to play online. Like, ah. I just wanted to, like, I wanted that beside that side-by-side contact where I could look at you in your face and talk trash. You know what I'm that's saying? That's different, ain't it? That is very yeah. different in-person yeah. ass-whoopings versus, exactly, exactly. versus that, what we call them, headset ass-whoopings. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's, 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 I can press mute or you can press mute and it don't hit the same. But when you beside me, it's different. So, <laughs> so that was about you know, I used to grow up and I played a lot of Madden and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you play head to head in the neighborhood and stuff and we didn't really play on, you know, online wasn't a thing when I was, you know, in high school, maybe just, maybe just starting to come into its own by yeah, the time it I graduated. Mm-hmm. When I went to college freshman year though, like that head to head in person went to oh, like, yeah. the next level, right? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I'm just, so. a, I'm just a farm kid from Iowa, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't know shit we're sitting in the commons area and you got all these people in here from florida from texas i talk about trash talk <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. learned how to joke. trash talk i learned how it's to trash joke. talk off of bad man you know yeah 21 nothing put them sticks yeah. down <laughs> hey, listen if you lose by 20 i think we used to, we used to uh play for push-up so Ooh. it was 50 put 50 push-ups if you lose but if you get skunk 21 it's 100 
<laughs> so it ain't nope, nobody wanted them problems, man. <laughs> no, nobody don't, don't even start the game if you, you even feel like you can go not down at all. with nothing. And, and then when you lose, you gotta get back on the control. Your arms hurt, your fingers hurt, your hands hurt. You like, man, I'm about to lose again, man. My, my damn hands numb. <laughs> Between that and ping pong, I don't know what got more competitive. It was either yeah. the Madden's game or the ping pong, but the mm-hmm. ping pong. I didn't. I didn't fuck with that. I stayed away. <laughs> I knew I wasn't Forrest Gump of ping pong. For sure. So <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh, did you do any of uh, the college football or NCAA stuff? I think I did, but I did that more so in Madden. You know how when Madden you can uh, upload the yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I, I I literally. I think I got on college just to get my team right, and then I would upload it to the Madden. I never really sat and played the college, but. I think now I would though. Once they bring out the new one, I think I might, you know, play because I understand the college game and follow it a lot more now than I did back then. So I get you. So tell the people too what what's the college team you follow? Like who who's your oh, who's you guys? Hey, look, they on TV right now. Florida State, FSU, baby, let's get it. No, what what brought you to Florida State? Like what uh, was there something something that happened like growing up that you know just that that one moment you can kind of pinpoint where you're like that's where your fandom really started with florida state i mean me being a dallas fan i always loved Dion, and i mean once he oh. came to dallas of course yeah. and he was florida state but it really was peter ward man yes um, i always wanted to be a receiver i was too slow to be one so i i never got a chance to be a receiver but um peter ward was just like man if i could be a receiver i want to be like him so that was just my guy I think people forget, right, especially, maybe not us, we're like super diehard fans who who remember those days, but I think that uh, that national championship game for, for Peter Warwick, where they played Michael Vick, mm-hmm. um, I think that was probably like one of the very first national championship games I can remember being invested in and like watching start to finish and uh, mm-hmm. being so enthralled in it. Yeah, yeah, so man. I, I think I was in about seventh grade. I'm pretty sure it was the seventh grade for me. But people don't remember like really how good Peter Work was because he didn't really have the NFL career that exactly. we thought. And mm-hmm. I don't think had it actually had anything to do with talent. I think a lot of it is he suffered it was, all them injuries right away, yep, and then he just yep. was never and the I, same. I think it was circumstances. I mean, the Bengals was a shit show, man. Nobody wanted to be in Cincinnati, man. So you know, if he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, these these Bengals are very different from the Bengals you exactly. and I, you and I knew, you know, back in the late '90s, early 2000s. For sure, for sure. If if he got a chance to go somewhere, better circumstances, and like I said, minus the injuries, man, he he'd be talked about as one of them guys, like everybody else is right now. So he had a lot of. Uh... It almost kind of felt like he was Percy Harvin before Percy Harvin. Exactly. I didn't even think of that, but you're right, though. Like, it just, the the kind of the size, the speed, the dynamic ability, because he returned punts, kicks, played on offense, took carries, did everything. I mean, there was a reason this this dude's in Heisman, right? (laughs) Yeah, man. Peter Ward and Heisman went hand in hand. I mean, you were talking about uh, Michael Vick taking the, the, the college scene by storm. You know, his freshman, sophomore year, mm-hmm. sophomore year, I believe, is when he went to the national championship. And just uh, how dynamic he was. But yeah, that's no shade that the Peter Warwick on the other side was just as dynamic, just yeah, in a different 100%. way. He just didn't yep. play quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> He's wide receiver. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah, he had to rely on uh, Chris Winkie's bum ass. To- <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, you know what's so funny? As bad as Chris Winkie is, that's my guy, man. I, I used to have a saying. I want to say... Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm, 
I might be biased a lot because when you my guy, I don't care how bad you are, man. I'm always stamp you as my guy. I don't care. You my guy. So I used to always walk down the hallways in school and be like, Chris Winky. I used to do that all the time. That's my guy right there, man. If people don't remember, too, Chris Winky was like 28 years old or 29 yeah, yeah, years yeah. old when he came into the NFL. Yeah, yeah. man. He was he was a Winky, all right, man. He was, uh, <laughs> you know, he was pretty old, man. That's my guy, though. Shout out Chris Winky, man. Oh man, I did. Uh, I did love me some Florida State growing up too. So it's something that we share in common. I mean, I'm an Iowa Hawkeyes guy at, at heart, but uh, you know, late '90s, early 2000s weren't exactly the greatest times for yeah, a Hawkeye yeah. fan as a kid. Like that was pretty hard to root for. But uh, go back to my roots. But Florida State's always held a special place in my heart because you know I hate Miami that much. So yeah, we put that, we put that you down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always said one of these times, never been to a game, but I always said. I want to go when they play. I don't know if I want to go to Tallahassee. I don't know. That city might be a little boring. Man. I got to go where it's lit up on the streets, man. So I want to go to a Miami versus Florida State game one of these years. I'm going to make it happen one of these times for sure. Ooh. I think they play around Thanksgiving this year. I was going to try to go, but I think it's like Black Friday. So I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to That's gonna pretty go. good, man. I think I – I like that. I'm like, go to a Miami, Florida State game, and then yeah. we, we got to hit up an Eagles-Cowboys game sometime. Oh, for sure. Hey, listen, we're going to lock that in, bro. And That's my right. brother's an Eagles fan. I actually went out there when y'all won the Super Bowl. I went out there with him. Nice, nice. Uh, maybe we'll do this, too. I mean, we got – you're part of South Harmon now. So, for those of you who don't know, Fizzle runs our social media account, does a fantastic job. He's South Harmon official. He's part of the team. But uh, now that it's official, I mean – Maybe we put that on the company. We'll do a home at home series, right? Like we'll, we'll catch one. We'll catch one in Philly, and then we'll we'll go catch one in Dallas. Oh, we got to go to Dallas, man. Listen, you know that's my city. <laughs> I have no no qualms that you'll make it out of Philly alive, but I don't know if I'll make it out oh. of Dallas. Alive. <laughs> I have a hard nah. enough time just walking through that airport without feeling scared. Well, you know what's so crazy about Dallas that I learned by going. I'd have been, I've been since Zeke and Dallas uh, Dak's rookie year, so. Okay. I went the very first game I went to, they lost to the Giants by a field goal. I never forget Terrence Williams didn't go out of bounds. It was two seconds left and he got tackled like a big dodo. And I never forget that day because when we left that game, the streets was like a ghost town. And I'm like, bro, this is a terrible trip. Why is it so boring? But I went back on Thanksgiving. And even though it was a holiday, when they win, that city is full of life. But when they lose, man, everything closed early. I was like, man, oh, no, I hope they win. Not even just for my, for the team's sake, but for my trip's sake. If you ever go to Dallas, you better hope they win. Because they don't, man, everything's shutting down, man. You don't want to go all day when they lose. Hey, it's, it's like a sore loser city or something. I don't know. But everything's shut down early when we lost. Man. All right. So next question I got for you. So you go from this, this passion. You got this music. You mm -hmm. go to this. You, you like fantasy football? Yep. When does it become a thing where you're like, you know what? I'm going to make a, I'm going to make some dope ass intro songs for like my favorite podcast or, you know, I just want to send this out. And I, you know, I was, was the one you did for Ray with Destination Debbie, was that the first one that you ever did? Or had you done any, any for anybody else before that? Uh, no, nah, that was actually my first one, but, um, it was why all this transpired. Cause I swear it's, it's almost like how you talk things into existence. Mm -hmm. And I literally knew this was going to happen. Like a lot of you, not, I knew this was going to happen. So I want to say, I believe, you know, I was always on uh, the wake up show and yeah. just, you know, commenting. And that's how I met you. I met everybody pretty much through Destination Debbie shows yeah. or whatever. 
So I want to say one day me and Jay Rich were talking and um, on Twitter. And I was like, hey, bro, check out my mixtape, man. I just released it a little while ago. And when he listened to it, he hit me back, told me he loved it. And then I think, the f- I want to say on a Monday show, Ray had played one of my songs, but it had nothing to do with fantasy football. So I'm thinking, first I thought it was my music in the background on my headphones. I was clicking on my phone like, why is my music playing, right? And then I'm like, hold on, he playing it. So I, he gave the whole spill, shout out Fizzle Man, blah, 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 check out his mixtape. So I'm like, damn, that's what's up. Because it had nothing to do with the show. He just played it. Then he played it again on Wednesday. Then he played it again on Friday. So I'm like, damn, man. Ah, right, you know what? He didn't earn it. He didn't, he didn't earn his own. Like, I'm gonna just make his own because he showed me love. And honestly, I love it. Like I told you before, this is my way of showing appreciation. Like I I know when I get in the booth, I at least I think I'm I'm good. So if I can give you something personal that nobody else gonna give you, like I can give you a gift and somebody else might can get the same gift to you. But me giving you a personal song or you know, whatever I do best that's personal, you're not gonna get that nowhere else. So I said, let me do this for him. And when I did it, it just kind of was like, boom. And then when it took off, it was like, damn, man, I'm I'm the only person doing this. Like, I ain't never heard nobody else do this. So it kind of yeah. was like, I appreciated it more than one, everybody liked it. But two, I felt like I did something that not only was new, but, you know, I believed in myself enough that it was super dope. So I said, yeah, man, let me, let me just do this. When I did that for him, it just kind of took off from there. So everybody kind of was just in the comments every day, you know, weekly. Oh man, I like the intro. And that's pretty much where it started from there. You do such a good job with it too, right? Uh, we, we kicked this show off with the one and I think it was last week, Adam, Adam played it for me. He was like, you gotta check this out. And, uh, no, I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit emotional just listening to it, yeah. man. There was a couple of tears came to my eye, right? Because you do such a good job of making it personal to the person that you're making mm-hmm. it for, right? Yep. You're telling a story, but the story from how you view, you know, from the outside. And just to know that, man, I've had like an impact enough where, where Fizz can, can take this and make a song and then I can listen to it back and it gets me all in my feels. <laughs> yeah, pretty, for sure. Pretty good. Like I said, man, it's it's... it's it's something that you, I know, I'm not saying you can't get this done from somebody else, but I feel like what I put in it, you're not going to get nowhere else. That's right. why I like doing it. So, well, I think it's too, like you, you know, the people like you, you take the time to research, do yeah. your homework and then put out a good product. And just like in the content space, that means so much, right? You can tell that passion, number one, uh, you, you can really tell fakes, right? You can tell exactly. fakes. You, you can tell fakes in music too. Where so, so you know what burned my gears when I hear new music. I'm like, man, what is this, man? Listen, it burned me up inside because I'm like, I know this person ain't serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> did, did I know you, they ain't serious. Did you catch the uh, the Michael Irvin thing from the other day? It was. Oh, great. and listen, you know what's so funny? Me and my brothers were talking about that all day today. <laughs> we were talking about that all day today, and he did what he's supposed to do, man, son. He's a user in the gated community, man. What you doing? <laughs> then when they play this son's music, I'm like, oh my goodness, man, this is trash, man. <laughs> what is this? That's so great. And I think it just speaks to the point, right? Like, how are you supposed to take somebody serious when exactly your own dad's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So you grew but up I'm, in I, a gated community. I'm glad he did that though. He he did, he probably been saying that to him, but his son didn't get it. So now saying it publicly. It's like, I didn't want to do this, son, but now I got to do this because 
I gotta remind you, like you didn't grow up like this. Like I, I used to make fun of Drake all the time, especially that song started from the bottom. And then you mm-hmm. go and you look, and you're like, your dad was a doctor. Man, listen, <laughs> don't. Hey, look, shout out to the Drake, shout out to the Drake fans, but don't get me started on Drake, man. I'll, I'd be be here all night. <laughs> I had nothing against Drake, but you just can't have a song where you're talking about starting yeah, from the bottom man. when your dad's a doctor, man. Like, yeah, man. I don't, I don't think that's really the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I listen. <laughs> I've seen some bottoms, and I know, listen. Huh? Most of my friends whose uh, parents were doctors definitely, <laughs> definitely sure. at the bottom. <laughs> they might, they weren't even at the middle. They was a little higher. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You should have changed the name of the song from "Started from the Upper Middle." Now we're here <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure, we ain't lying. Upper middle. So, how many like full albums have you gotten out so far? Like full. Uh, well, you know what's so crazy, and see, this is the one thing I will say about me, right? Because I, like I always, like I said before, I, I always picture myself like living beyond, like as long as I'm here, like like past this life. Like mm-hmm. I want you to be able to. Almost every time I record, I feel like it's a documentary. I want you to know where I was at at that point in time in my life. So, in 2019, I want you to say, "Oh, okay." This what he was on 2021. Oh, okay. This changed. Like, oh, he had this, he had a kid. Oh, he had a son in this one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So every time I record, it's like a, a update to my documentary. So I have music from probably you go to YouTube. I probably got stuff on there from like 2009 when I was like doing open mics and Wait going back. to yeah, like I was I had like a little tour. And I love my daughter to death, man. But once I had my daughter, everything kind of just like you know, it shut down, man. I had a little, I had a little momentum, man, in my neighborhood, in my city, man. I went on the tour, went to Miami, all that. And then once I had my daughter, man, I'm like, look, I got lock in. So it just kind of rerouted. He's changed, right? Yeah. Exactly. So like I said, if you if you really listen to my music, though, it t- I give you all that the backstory of when I had my kids, how I slowed down, and now I'm just picking up steam, how in a different way. So. Right now, currently, like on Spotify, Apple, I probably have like four or five albums. Okay. But before that, uh, YouTube and like SoundCloud, I probably got like 200 some songs on there just randomly just out there. I mean, if you go back in 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, like, you know what I'm saying? I was just putting songs out. So this is before we were getting paid to drop music on Apple and all that. You know what I'm saying? So back then it was just, you just upload them for free and, you know, somebody like them, somebody don't. But so, so what goes into like making an album for you? Like, what what's the timeline? Like, how long does this take? You know, from conception, where you where you have stuff, or do you have like this? Uh, I always kind of think back to the Water Boy. You know, like that mm-hmm. like, green book with all the plays in it. <laughs> like, do you mm-hmm. already have a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff written down just over the time, and then you, you just kind of morph it in, or what goes you into know, making a whole album for you? Hey, you know what's so crazy? I was literally talking to Adam about this last night. Me and Adam probably was talking texting at like four o'clock this morning, right? This is so and, nuts um, too that that you and Adam have conversations that I'm not privy to, right? Like we don't, <laughs> we don't. But, it, it's not that we don't. You and I don't talk, but you know, mm-hmm. you and Adam will have a conversation on a Friday night, and then I'll just spout off on something on the live stream about Fizz, you know. And you're like, we were just talking about, yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> like, but I, it's, I, don't I don't know, know if it's because he just up all night because I'm always up all night, so it's like. It just works out. I don't know. But like he texted me, he had texted me like 12 a.m., one o'clock, and I just reply. He probably like, oh damn, I didn't know he was up, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um literally, I like I'm not a person that can just like right now, if you say, Hey Fizz, man, go make me a song. 
like that that's just not how I operate. Like I gotta really feel it. I gotta be in the mood. So I don't rest necessarily have a process. I'm also have to have a feeling and the story. So like going to the expo, that gave me probably two or three songs worth of content that I feel like I gotta tell that story. Right. Then like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I gotta go places. Like I'm a I've been lately just work home, work home. So when I'm doing that, <clears throat> it's like I ain't doing nothing. So I don't have nothing to talk about. Like, you don't want him about me sitting on the couch. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to really go through something and do something to really start getting my creative juices working. So like right now, I'm dropping my next one in December, the day before my birthday, December 15th. But I'm I'm not even halfway done. So the process is kind of like rushed, but it's not rushed because I I could write a song in five minutes. Like that's the writing and creating a song isn't the problem. It's more so just getting the studio, you know, get my engineer, let him know this is my plan, this is what mm -hmm. we're doing. And um, see, my problem sometimes is though, I try to stay loyal to one or two people because it's just like in me and you, like you and Adam, y'all have a thing, it just works. So you going to join another podcast, you can do that, but you working with somebody else doing AMAs every other night, right. it might not work like that. So if my engineer is busy, which they usually are, because they're always going out of town or something, I was like, man, I can always try to find another studio to record at, but I don't want to go nowhere else. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to go with the people that know my voice, they know my sound. It just works. So um, I put pressure on them, like, hey, I ain't trying to hold you up, but man, listen, I don't want to go nowhere else. I want to go to you. So sometimes my process is waiting on other people too. So if you ever notice, I don't have any features on any of my albums and I, I really want to get some, but I just don't like working on other people's time, man. I just like doing what I want to do when I want to do it. So right. I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw Nate List's name into the hat, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold <laughs> on. Listen, listen. Nate, me and Nate going to get one. I told Nate, man, he owed me, he gave me four on the show. So I appreciate it. But he owed me a 16, though. Sure. He owed me 16. <laughs> He owe me sixteen. Well, I'm gonna send him. That. I'm gonna send him the beat. I'm gonna let him know. I'm gonna send him the beat and all that. I'm just on how you gonna record it, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm gonna put him on it though. Well, as much time as he spends on production quality for his shows over on his YouTube channel, which is phenomenal, by the way, when he puts exactly. something out, like yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. He might send that thing back, and he might have sixteen for mm -hmm. you that are fully yeah. good to go, <laughs> edited perfectly. And look, that'd be my first, be my first feature. That's what's up. I, I yeah. <laughs> We make that work. I can't wait for that. Fizzle Dollars <laughs> feature dateless. That's it. It <laughs> got a ring to it already. I like that. Oh, man. That's going number one. That'll be the one you were talking about earlier, right? You could be famous and a millionaire in five minutes. That's it. That, that might That's be it. the one to no, take you over. No, number one in them fantasy streets, man. That's it. I think it's all because of the handle, right? You get a guy with a Twitter handle and outrage Jew, you're, a you're in. Exactly. Man. Exactly. <laughs> it's going number one. <laughs> so when you do this when you go to record like a typical album is it over multiple days or do you do you knock all this out in one day like once you're ready to go um see see my process is so crazy because like nowadays when you record a lot of especially the new artists a lot of them punch in so like how easy e if you ever watched uh the uh, boys in the hood yeah. they talked about how easy e he had say four words then stop then forwards, then stop. Like it's like that's how you punch in. So I came from the class of if you mess up, you could have like a say a 10 minute song. If you mess up one word, you gotta go all the way from the beginning start and start again. over. Like it wasn't no punching in. So when I I could record a song 
And then if I messed up and my engineer be like, oh man, don't worry about it. I'm like, nah, bro, I got to delete it. I got to do it all the way over. So sometimes my process is kind of crazy. But um, I usually, let's just say I book four hours because that's my plan. My next time I'm going to book four hours, I can get four songs done in four hours. Now, it'll take me like 10 minutes to record it, but it's the process of the, you know, the in and outs and the sound effects and mixing it, all that stuff. So it's more so the engineer taking the 40 minutes extra that I need, but me recording it 10 to 20 minutes, I'm done the actual song. So um, one at least one hour a song, I'd say, around that time. So it's, it's definitely a process, though. Definitely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, ne it's, it's never really a, too much on my end. Like I said, once I get in there, because, see, I tell people, right, this is for anybody listening to do music. You don't pay people to do what you could do for free. So I say that by saying, when I come to the studio, I already know my ad, my ad libs. I know how the song go. I know the cadences, everything. Some people will pay $40, 50 $60 an hour and then go in the studio and write the song. And now you're going to pay him $120 when you could have wrote and memorized this for free. Right. You could have did that in the house. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Most every time my engineers, they know when I come to the studio, they like, man, I love when you come because I, I don't play no game. Because one, you charging me. This ain't free. So I'm not coming in here to play. So I come in there. I know everything I'm doing by heart. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, yeah, I'm not going to pay you to do something I can do for free at home. <laughs> I just need you to, you know what I'm saying, lock it in and get it, get it together. I love that, man. Especially if I'm doing a, let's say for me as well, if I'm going to do like a pre-recorded video. Right mm -hmm. now, there's going to be editing and stuff involved. I'm not going to put the whole raw thing out there, right? You need to condense it down. But for the most part, I'm not just hitting record and then like wasting my time while it's recording, thinking about what I wanted to say or researching exactly. what I wanted beforehand. Like that stuff was done a long time ago. And, and for exactly. me, like that happens anywhere, man. And some of the worst things that happened to me, and I, I don't know how to shut this off, but there's some nights you go to go to bed. And you lay down, and you're like, I got to shut it down. I got to be up at this time. Mm -hmm. And then you lay there for an hour just thinking about. Thinking the whole time, yeah. <laughs> thinking about, yep. like. That's me. Man, I'm doing a video tomorrow. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And, and I bet for you, it's probably the same way. Like, I got this yep. idea for a song. And it's it's so weird to do it, uh, like, why your brain picks that time. Like, I'll be yeah. sitting around just bullshitting and watching TV, like a football game or something. And I'm like, why don't my brain come up with shit then? <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> I think I said it last night on Twitter, like the it was probably like one o'clock in the morning. And like I said, me and Adam was texting and I he um I'm sure this would be out before then, but he asked me on my opinion for some uh, Halloween like music, because I guess for the show y'all have. Yeah. And in the mix of trying to find some Halloween stuff, I said, bro, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of moved on because I done found something that I like. I'm about to write a whole song right now. So I'm like, listen, I was looking for you, but now looking for you, now I done sound, found something I like. So I done wrote a whole song last night because of him. Just looking for some stuff to help him out. So that's just how it worked, though. It wasn't my plan. It just works out like that. I love it just as much as just watching UFC get their second loss on the year. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. Uh, that defense so oh. trash. Well, Drake May and them lost, too, so I don't know, man. <laughs> This is gonna be amazing too. When uh, I can't wait till till next year when it's USC versus Iowa, and we have this elite defense of Iowa with absolutely no offense, and we have this elite offense of USC with absolutely no, no defense. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna find out who's gonna win that one. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, the ref, the, whoever the ref, don't throw the flag on. That's who's gonna win. Something's got to break. <clears throat>
But hey, your your Florida State, your Seminoles pulled out to win. Only undefeated team in the ACC still since uh, UNC man. went down. Let's go. Let's get it, man. I love it, buddy. So Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, we got to bring them up again. <laughs> Always. <laughs> How'd you become always. a Cowboys fan? Like, when did that start? Uh, I mean, my brothers and I always clown me, but I had a favorite cousin who I don't even talk to really in a long time. But um, back then, I think this was the third championship. This is like 2000. I mean, I said 2000. <laughs> 19. I was going like, to say, I know you lied. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, look, I'm drinking too much, man. <laughs> this this is like 93. Uh, no, no, what's this was Jimmy Johnson's, I want to say, last one, if I ain't mistaken. Like 93 or 94. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I want to say that was the one. And I remember um, I was at my cousin's house, and he was a diehard Dallas fan at the time. I, I, I didn't speak to him in a while. And uh, I just looked up to him so much. I was like, that I'm a Cowboys fan. You know what I'm saying? I probably yeah. was like six, seven. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, cool. This is my team. And then um, after that, man, I just became like a diehard fan just – in my on my own time and um yeah since then i want to say since the championship you know you're a kid you want like the winners anyway right and uh but this is what's been killing me my whole life growing up people always say man y'all like the cowboys y'all this bandwagon hoppers we ain't want nothing How, what, what bandwagon are we on <laughs> the bandwagon stopped in like 2005 uh, that's what right? i'm saying what bandwagon <laughs> am i on that we ain't want nothing i mean <laughs> I think if you go a 10-year period where you don't win shit, like you can't be accused of being a bandwagon. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now if they wanted to accuse you of being delusional every single year, that's (laughs) completely fine, right? I got to ask you, what is that cycle like of the Cowboys? Because, listen, I give Cowboys fans lots of shit. I'm an Eagles fan, but Mm -hmm, I give them lots of shit because all offseason we just talk about they're coming. This is their year. But then usually by like end of November – uh, you guys have kind of just resigned to the fact that your team's shit and you ain't going to win nothing. <laughs> and then you go Man. in this sad, depressing mode. But, you know, come April, <laughs> you right back. This is the year. <laughs> this is the year. I love the you know optimism, what? at least. But you know what, though, Mike? This is the crazy part. I've come to the conclusion. I don't do that no more. I did that for a long time. We go in those for cycles. The, for the last, like, four years, I've literally said, until they win something of significance like in the playoffs, I'm not bragging on nothing that they do. So all these, that's why when we lost to the 49ers, that, those losses don't even hurt me no more. We could lost to them by 90. I it, none of those losses in the regular season hurt me no more because I've watched us go 13 and 3, 14 and 2, and I'm bragging all year. And then right. we play in first game in the playoffs and lose. Don't score one touch. We led the league in scoring, and then we get to the playoffs and don't score one touchdown. So for me, the regular season, I don't even brag about no more. I, I might joke about it, but nothing that happens in the regular season will affect me no more at all. I'm a, I'm a January guy now. I'm the I'm same way with the Eagles, and I want to say probably about 2011, 2012, I kind of just resigned my, myself to the fact that I'm an Eagles fan and we were never going to win a Super Bowl ever mm-hmm. in my lifetime. You know, I'm a Hawkeyes fan too, so – us not winning shit is pretty common <laughs> in my <laughs> fandom. Like the only ones I get to rely on is the Lakers. You know, thank you, Shaq mm-hmm. and Kobe and Phil Jackson and then LeBron for the last one. So like that's where I got all my championships and I'll just leave it there. I knew in mm-hmm. football I was screwed forever. <laughs> uh, so 2017 was so special. And like now, I mean, it's almost like you can't tell me anything. Not that I'm a delusional or anything Eagles fan. 
I know we're good, but you're always just waiting for like, yeah, when's it go back to, you know, <laughs> when's sure. it go back to us fucking up? <laughs> when's it go yeah. back to us getting getting beaten like three straight NFC <laughs> championship games? Like, this is coming. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I mean, don't deserve thing, nice things. The good thing is they say, uh, what have you done for me lately? And lately, right. y'all been winning. So, you know, you got something to talk about. Ah, uh, no. The, I give a lot of Cowboys fanship, but it's in your DNA, and, and you cannot be accused of being bandwagon fans at all. Now, yeah. Chiefs fans right now, if, if I meet a Chiefs fan, I always look at them with, like, what I like. Really, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I got I got one. I got one. He been riding die through. Good, matter good fact, for them. It's, it's funny we talking about Florida State because he told me the other day, man, y'all stole the chop from us. And I said, well, at least we held it down because y'all was losing for a long time, bro. You know what I'm saying? So guys are garbage. Didn't matter. Yeah, we 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 held that chop down for a long time, man. So uh, but now nah, he been loyal. That's one guy only. Anybody else? I don't want to hear about it. Definitely Patriots fans, same thing. Like, I'm a yeah. Patriot fan. Are you really? <laughs> Please don't get I asked somebody they Patriots fan now. Yeah, I bet they, they changed their mind. Hey, you better be from Boston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better be actually from New England area. <laughs> Wow, yeah, right now, shit. yeah, they drinking Mac sauce right now, man. They don't want nothing to do with the Patriots. It's also, too, I never understood why the NFL was so insistent on putting teams in uh, in L.A., right? Because that, you want to talk about a fan base that just abandons you when you suck. <laughs> they don't I care. mean, think, think about Vegas. It's even, I mean, half the stadium got to be visitors. Well, look how fast the USC became irrelevant out there right after the that, Pete Carroll. Exactly. Pete Carroll left and won, and nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit about the, <laughs> I don't know, who was it, like Max Brown at one point yeah. was a quarterback. Nobody gave a fuck about USC. Yeah, man. <laughs> You'd see yeah, those man. games on TV just because it was the name USC, and that stadium's half empty, right? Yep. Yep. You get Lincoln yep. Riley out there now with Caleb Williams, and everybody's like a diehard USC fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too much going on in LA, so it's like, why would I go see football? I got other stuff to do. Right, but they're so insistent, man. We got to have teams in LA. We need two of them. The NFL. Yeah. Even though the Chargers, every time they play a home game, it sounds like an away. Like they're hey, playing hey, every time, <laughs> every time, man. It never fails. Same thing for the Raiders too. That that poor fran- franchise now being in Vegas. Not that That's Vegas saying, is yeah. a bad place to have a franchise, but you know every single away team's like. Oh yeah, I want to go to that game. <laughs> that's that's what most people going. I, I, I'm gonna go out of town to go to the Vegas, the Raiders game. Most days, stadium gotta be visitors. That's nuts. It's if nuts. I live in Vegas, Vegas, I ain't going to a Raiders game. So what? Where do you see yourself in the future? Like this music. How how long are you gonna be doing music? Is it is it just you keep going while you still have a passion for it? And you know, I ask content creators about creating content. Like if if let's say the the fans or the success wasn't actually there, would you still do it? Like, if there was nobody there to listen to it, would you still do it? Like, is it a drive inside of you where you're like, I just got to get this out? I just like creating. The funny part is, I don't even know if people listen to me now. So, I, oh, I come literally. On. I, no, honestly. Listen to you. I, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, like, so this is the funny part about me, right? It got to a point to with me, but I really didn't care who was listening. Like, I don't even make music. I don't make music for people to, like, my stats. Like I make music because I know if I don't, then I'm lying to myself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like it, yeah. Because I, I literally write music almost every other day. So if I'm gonna write it, I might as well put it out so other people can hear it. So I really don't check the stats, the numbers. I don't really care who listening. I mean, I love for people to listen. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not making it for a certain audience. But I will say, I probably got more listens now 
since I've started in the fantasy space than I probably have ever did in like years. And um, I tell people all the time, it's not that people around you don't appreciate you, but like I've been rapping for, you know, 20 some years, right? Let's just say, if you've been hearing me make, hearing me make music all this time, every time when you hear me, it's like, oh, okay, cool. He put out something new. But when it's somebody that never heard you, they look forward to it because I'm new to them. So like mm. the fantasy, the fantasy space, I'm new to y'all. So it's like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear this. But when it's people that's been hearing me for 20 years, even if the music's good, they just like, oh yeah, he got a new one out. You know, I listen to it later. So me, the fantasy space been good and better than me than I think I've been to it. So man, I ain't complaining at all. But I, I don't make it really for the chase. I just do it because I know if I didn't, I'd be lying to myself for real. I love that, man. I really do. That's probably the best thing to uh, to, to come out of this whole interview right there is just don't lie to yourself. Right? Yeah. You have a passion to do something, do it. Do it. 100%. Man. It's horrible if you don't, right? Yeah. I think it's with a lot of content creators, especially ones I've had on this show, and I just know me internally. Fizz, I'll be completely honest. Ain't nobody listened to my shit. <clears throat> I never did YouTube, you know, podcasting, get the download numbers. I probably still do it. Me and yeah. Adam would still get on here yeah. at least once For a sure. week and just bullshit, hit the record For button, sure. and do ourselves a show, just because you got to get that shit out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I listen to Nate listen like man. What I'm gonna say, man, I love. I couldn't wait to get on the spotlight. Show. I didn't know if I was ever gonna make it. Not that you wouldn't invite oh, me. Oh yeah, you definitely would. But I'm just saying, I like people's stories. Like I'm a. If you ever look at my email, I get Netflix uh, emails all the time. New documentary coming because I'm a documentary. Yeah, like, all man. this. I love that. Yeah, all this faction and fiction and all that—that's cool. But I like hearing people's stories. So this series right here is my favorite podcast. This is my favorite podcast to listen to more than anything. Because listening to guys that I've been watching for years or months or days, I just like hearing their story and where they came from and the background and how they got to where they are. So. Um, like I said, this legacy and history, man, I love that stuff. So that's that's my thing. So I'm glad I'm one, I'm here, but two, I listened to Nate List and Nate List said, you know, I don't care if you get one view or one laugh. Somewhere he said, you know, don't worry about your views or your numbers, man. Just keep putting out the content and eventually people are gonna like it. Or they or they won't, but at least you did what you wanted to do. So I love you know, it. I'm gonna keep doing what I do. Good stuff, man. And I'm gonna keep looking forward to every time you drop an album. <laughs> and just binge listening to it. For <laughs> sure. To the point where, like, I, I don't know how many, uh, you know, I, how many uh, downloads or, or how it gets tracked on, like, Spotify or Apple. But mm -hmm. I swear that the last time when you dropped Suitland, I probably, probably accounted oh, yeah, for, for like, 75% sure. <laughs> within the first couple of days. And listen, you, you were the first person to tweet it, post it for sure. I, I definitely know that for sure. That thing was on repeat in the car. It was on repeat just on my phone, walking <laughs> around the house. Hey, it was on repeat and, when I was at work. <laughs> and look, you made me feel bad because you started saying, man, this song ain't long enough. I'm like, damn, man, I wish I would have gave him a little bit more, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good, though. I really yeah. like going back to it. When you first hear it, you're just kind of taking in, uh, you know, this mm -hmm. is for most songs. You're kind of taking in the the whole experience, right, as a whole. Yeah. Like you're, you're appreciating the design of the cake, right? Like, man, that looks delicious. That looks yep. good. Like, oh, look at this part over here. 
And then as it keeps playing, right, you start finding little parts of the song or little parts that you put in where you're like, wow, that really resonated. And I think that's actually like eating the cake. And you're like, yeah, you got to try the inside of this. This man put fudge in here. Well, I do know once it dropped, I will say every person that every guest y'all had on the show, you was definitely telling them, hey, y'all need to go listen to this. So I want to shout, shout out to you, man, because I'm telling you. Y'all showed a lot of love, man, always. so I'll figure out a way. We'll just put it on the podcast, and I'll just play it here in StreamYard. I'll get every track on here, and we'll just, we'll just keep <laughs> cycling through them for an hour. <laughs> hey, we'll, just, we'll just turn I, the volume down so you can still hear them talk well, back and forth, but it'll be the mm -hmm. ambiance. The ambiance well, will be fizzle in the background. Well, well, listen, I already told Adam, man, by the time we go to the next expo, we're going to have a South Harmon mixtape ready, man. We, we ain't, ain't going to be playing one song in the auditorium. We might have like 15 to 20, man. So I'm going to try to blow them speakers out again. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Fizz, it's been so good to have you on. You didn't have to worry. I definitely was going to get you in. We just had so many, sure. so many good guests reach out, and I think it's probably my favorite part, too about doing the the spotlight series is it's kind of like a microcosm of the expo where you get to meet mm -hmm. new people and you get to yep. hear their stories and it was the same thing at the shit house you know meeting dr b harris and Corey <laughs> and meeting koopa for the first time t-rock mm -hmm. you um and then always good hanging out with my guy adam we spend so much time together but actually spending time in person is a little bit different right yeah yeah for sure a lot more like a marriage when we're in person because yeah, after a while yeah. we start to get on each other's nerves <laughs> mm -hmm. i can tell but, you you want to fight me sometimes <laughs> but it's crazy like how because i wasn't even really active that much in the discord i still don't know what i'm doing half the time but You're like i said when out. i I know, I know. But when I got to the expo, like I said, it was a lot of people that knew me for just intro. They didn't know me from conversation. So it just changed between my perspective and a lot of other people on just who I am and who they are. So yeah. that, expo, that expo really, man, was the best thing that ever happened in 2023, man, for sure. I knew you. I knew you loved the Cowboys before you got there, but I didn't know you loved Florida State. We had a pretty good in-depth conversation about Florida oh, yeah. State. Mm -hmm. Now I was so happy that I actually got to expose you to who Xavier Lee was. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure, for sure. For those of you out there, go look at Xavier Lee from back in the day at Florida State. I want to say it was like two thousand three, two thousand four ish, right? Mm -hmm. That was going to be the next coming, the great quarterback and. Didn't end up being shit, but yeah, man, sad he sure look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had he had his moment. He had his moment. For sure. He sure look good. All right, Fizz, <laughs> tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you obviously said December fifteenth. That's when the album's uh, scheduled right now to come out. So make sure you're checking yeah. that out around uh, mid December there. But uh, yep. socials, yep. where can they check you out, buddy? Man, listen, Fizzle Dollars. So look on socials. It's F I Z Z L E d o l l a s but socials won't let me add a dollar sign behind it on the s so come on elon if, if you, yeah i know right so if you ever search me on youtube or spotify apple add a dollar sign where that s goes but on any of the socials it's the s at the end of the dollars man so uh check me out come holler at me i holler back uh shout out to everybody that's been on the show that i look watch and look up to and my boy D bro, Nate List, Matt, all oh, y'all, yeah, man. Uh, Cody, everybody, man. I, they showed me so much love in the space. My girl Lisa Ann, hopefully we can get you at That's the cool. uh, at the shit school. You know, we gotta get you there. And my boy 88, man, my boy Des. Everybody showed me love this year, man. It was it's been a great year for me. And uh, this right here, icing on the cake, right here. Get my story on the spotlight. Oh, we're gonna make 2024 even better. 
for sure. For sure. Oh, next year, next year the expo is going down, man. It's gonna be crazy, man. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you, Fizz. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, tapping in. Uh, we'll be back here same time, same place next week for episode eleven. And uh, as long as nothing goes wrong, it will be Mr. Bob Harris, football diehard himself, making his appearance on the South Harmon Spotlight. So look forward to that one. Fizz, we're out of this thing. That's it, man. Check out that new intro. It's dropping on this one right here. First introduction to it. We got it, and we'll have it in rotation every week. Money. Play that thing back. (laughs) That's it. That's it. We're out. See you.